Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot it. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 336, a fact that I actually got right in the pre-show chat. This is season 2, episode 6 of Stargate Universe, Trial and Error, and we have the returning man who gets up at insane hours of the morning to record our little podcast. Hello there. Morning guys, Brad from Australia, and I got to, there's not much of this left. (laughs) Welcome back, Brad. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be back. Yeah, bloody fruit loop. (laughs) But you are kind of crazy. My colleagues accused me of being crazy the other day, and I responded with, I live in my own little world, but it's okay. They know me here. Which is a quote we stole from someone else. (laughs) Okay. I thought it might have been done once or twice before. (laughs) Someone's letting fireworks off. (laughs) Is it July? I I thought that wasn't until next week for you. Oh, once the fireworks store opens up, Closed 10 months of the year, but then it opens up about just before Christmas and just before bonfire night. The cretins can go and buy the fireworks and start letting them off at all hours. Yeah, my friend Paul Hamilton, who manages the cinema, or Paul Barlow, who manages the cinema in Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. Said that the bit of Hamilton he lives in, they're always at our fireworks, it seems pretty much year round. That's one of the other advantages of Finland. It is only legal for civilians to allow fireworks on New Year's Eve, and that's it. So if you want to allow fireworks, you've got New Year's Eve. Once New Year's Eve's gone, if you allow fireworks, you will be arrested. Because your neighbours will report you. Hmm. Finns are very law buddy. That was not me. No, that was me. Are you hiding in the heavily soundproof shed? No, no, I've, I've relocated back inside to get away from the crickets. Yeah, all that shouting about leg before wicket can get nine. Plus the dog next door seems to be like to bark a lot, so... It's a dog. Its even... sole purpose is to be annoying and make noise. Yeah. Whereas cats can be annoying quietly. Uh, uh, let's not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stop a cat from parking on a uh, on my car bonnet and scratching it. You don't have the special anti-cat coaching? Yeah, it's called a golf club. <laughs> Bradley! <laughs> it's okay, the wife stops me. Mike, you're saying? Someone posted a tweet of a cat being incredibly despicable, a little baby, you know, just walking along, walked past the cat, and the cat stuck out a paw and tripped the baby up. <laughs> I'm getting around, too, of the um the dog going after a baby and the cat jumping in and chasing the dog off. Good end, evil. my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode and a half of Red Dwarf Season 11. Not seen any of it. What time are we recording on the 4th? The 4th? Of December. Yes. Oh, that has yet to be decided. Jane Porter wants me to do episode four of his Red Dwarf spoiler cast. If you duck out of us for somebody else's podcast, I will not be happy. <laughs> I said I would check what time we were due to record that and I'd come back to him. 
Are there any episodes to get to 350? Or are you going to fall short? Uh, no, if this is uh, 14 left. Oh, okay. Well, the bonus I aren't numbered now. Yeah, but, you know, after episode 6, there's 14 more episodes left of the second season. Mm-hmm. So if we're on 336, add 14. Yes. Too short. Are we? What? 6 oh, and 14 sorry. is 20. <laughs> but you might need coffee instead of tea. <sighs> yeah, I know. I try to stay coffee-free on the weekends. Have you voted in our poll, Brad? I have not. Get over there. I'm going to do it. No, I won't do it right now. I was going to. I thought better of it. Is there a prize? Didn't you mention putting the spare money into a prize? There will be. Same thing as we did for SG1. Ooh, fancy wooden box. <laughs> did I send any feedback in for Aftermath? Oh, no, Awakening, I mean. No, you didn't. Damn it. I wondered if I'd lost it. We got feedback for that episode. We got feedback for the next two episodes, but did you like this one? We got ships. Hi, I'm Nuke Chas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We're more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Matty Bites. Nimlast.org. Hi, that was Tech. And Nuchas, host of Nutty Bites. Excellent show. Lots of chat, lots of humour, creativity. Highly recommended show. Give it a go. Come try ya! Right then. I think we might as well begin the episode. Indeed. Okay, the information... The trial and error is uh, the video is taken from the Region 2 DVD. Sure. Runtime of 41 minutes 45 seconds. As usual, we're all staring at a black screen with a counter set to zero. Alan will shortly do a simple 3 2 1 countdown. When he says clicky, uh, press play on your video if you're watching with us, or just sit back and listen to the audio. Oh, that one my cue, I take it. Uh, yeah, I've pretty much said everything that needs to be said. It's not a difficult procedure to listen to podcasts. It's more difficult to make them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I uh, stand in constant admiration of the massive amount of work that Mike puts into this. I had to do a very restrained tweet when Audition crashed and wiped out everything I did Wednesday night. I saw that. Well, Thursday was night, was it? Oh, dear. Funnily enough, it kept a backup of the, the raw data that I was working on, but not the, <laughs> not the actual finished one I was doing. Normally, when you start it up, it says, do you want to continue where you left it? Yes, please. Not this time. Open the old file up and think, cross fingers, where is it, where is it, is it at, no, it's at minute 21, not minute 30. Oh. Anyway, all done and dusted. Let's get going, Alan. Okay. Yeah, we'll tell us, Fenska. Three, two, et, clicky. This is what destiny intended from the moment it entered the star system. Okay then. And once again, Rush is doing the monologue. I wonder why they never actually varied this. You get to see this a lot now on CW shows, the opening monologue, which uh, explains something about the series. Legends of Tomorrow are using different voices. Universe doesn't. Do I have the volume higher than usual, or is there normally incidental music over this? There's normally incidental music. This is Trial and Error, Season 2, Episode 6 of Stargate Universe, Gatecast Episode 336. This was directed by Andy Makita and written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. 
had its premiere in America and Canada November the 2nd, 2010. I couldn't find an air date for the UK or Australia. Sweden got it January the 7th, 2011. Germany, February the 24th. And Hungary, April the 9th, 2014. Lots of shows with episodes of the same name, though. Spencer for Hire, Supernatural, Cleopatra 2525, Horizon, and The Practice. Oh, holding hands. I think they already <laughs> changed some other fluids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been at it this entire time. Oh, is he coming back? Is he going? Working? Oh. Ah. Definitely make sure you lift the stones off with gloves. Nah, none of this talking about. I learned the lesson. Although typing on a keyboard on a little laptop with gloves is a little more difficult. Yeah. We've run a series of comparative blood tests using various pathogens we've encountered and isolated along the way. While Chloe's blood continues to show atypical antibiotic properties. <laughs> atypical, yeah. She heals in miraculous time. She's immune to all sorts of things. Let's start farming it. <laughs> yeah. We got her in confinement. We might as well hook an IV and start sucking it all out. Yeah, if they've got some sort of refrigeration. He looks a bit depressed. You okay? Emily wants a divorce. Oh. Okay, that's what's happening. Not exactly shocking, is it? I guess I uh, should have seen it coming, but. Well, yeah. Probably should have done. Well, that's it. You've got no little hope of coming back. Are you going to wait that long? I don't think that's the reason. Plus, I'll suck on the ship with your lover. Are you going to shave? Well, that's part of his kind of spiral into, uh, well, not depression, but just apathy. You know, we've seen him drinking more and more. I'm re-watching Lost at the moment. I just want to see him with a fringe beard, just a Jack Shepard beard. <laughs> Maybe that's not the point. Well, that one is. Was he in Lost? No, he's talking about Jack Shepard. I know he said John Shepard. <laughs> There's too many. Always funny how you tend to notice names once you get familiar with one particular one. Oh, Louie actually sang some lyrics piece of music in another commentary. <laughs> short lyrics? Very short, yeah. Eli. Hey. Ah, uh, Gin. I don't know if you've met Gin, one of our guests from the Lucian Alliance. She's been cooperating, providing intel on Alliance activity in the Milky Way, but I think she may be able to help us on the ship as well. I spent over a year studying ancient systems to prepare for the trip. I was particularly interested in some of your theories on dialing while inside a star. And this is the first time Eli has met Gin in the flesh. Hello, Gin. <laughs> yes. To be honest, I wasn't really making much progress, so I kind of put it aside. Well, maybe with Gin's help, that can change. Eli needs someone to talk to. Yes. I guess it's worth a shot. Yes, good. Good for you. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. <laughs> but how? We've never seen this technology before, so how can you study it for a year? Have a seat. Thanks. We have the ever cheerful Greer in the background. <laughs> yeah. Weird how um, they can maintain a supposedly so, bright and cheerful demeanour with Greer standing there being a massive bug skill. <laughs> the lamp again. It seems to be taking so much prominence in scenes. You gotta wonder, had they actually planned to use it as a major plot point or something and they're just hinting at it? <laughs> it's Odo. <laughs> it's going to be important, just wait. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, halfway through season four, it'll pop up. Halfway A running joke, the commentary for this episode was David Blue and Patrick Gilmore. And every time Patrick says something nasty to David, he kept saying, and why wasn't Volker in the third season? Oh, dear. Yeah, that doesn't look good. Especially compared to how smooth and shiny it was. Well, <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> 
you're caressing a thigh, then you, your hand comes up to that, and you think, uh, okay. Let's just move around that. <laughs> Carry on in the direction we were going. It'll eventually try picking it. Up. What is he doing? Ah, so the only movie they've got is Inception, which Colonel Young has just watched. Contemplating. Yeah. The ring stops spinning. This is all a dream. Ah. <laughs> Colonel Young, this is Brody in the control interface room. Please respond. I look the lamp again. Yeah, nobody answers the goddamn radios these days. This is Young, go ahead. We've got a bit of a situation here. Uh-oh. What's new? Come on, be honest. It's always a Damn situation. Damn it, I was just getting my drunk on. on. What do we got? Nine alien ships, they just dropped out of hyperspace, they got us surrounded. Looks like the same ones that took Rush and Chloe. We left them behind in another galaxy, how the hell they find us out here? Oh, nine alien ships, okay. Nine. Is that supposed to be a 2D display? As Captain Kirk said in Wrath of Khan, you know, think three-dimensionally. Mm. She's not one of them. She was gathering intelligence. She may not have known it, but that's, that's what she was doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not invasion of the body statues. 44 minutes. Power weapons. Well, we've, we've had this before. The best thing to do is actually put all your energy into your shields and ride it out. Yeah. That's those gears. That's steampunk. Yeah. It's <laughs> old. No whole drawings, just big gears. How about concentrating the fire onto one part of the shield? Mm. It's very pew-pew, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost as if the sound designers wanted it to sound like that. I'll shoot, then you shoot. Yes, and they said an awful lot of sparks in this episode. David was complaining that pretty sure they aimed him at him all the time. What are you doing? We're under attack. You can see that. We can't take on this many ships. They want destiny more than anything. They wouldn't destroy us. Well, not intentionally, but they'd have to collapse the shields in order to board us, and that's a risky proposition. Mm-hmm. Don't want to board you. They've just finally shot it. <laughs> destroy it while we've got the chance. Yeah. They might have just found a seed ship and go, we'll, we'll go off that one. Yeah, that's got enough. Yeah. Don't worry about the big one. Why is he if going in here where, presumably... It's a good view. <laughs> yeah, it's also probably one of the least protected areas. Well, if the shield's down, as it is, because it's actually hitting the ship, then yeah. there's nowhere to go anyway. It's a debris flying towards the... Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> he ducked. <laughs> well, you would, wouldn't you? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, he would. Scott, you need to seal the entire section around the observation deck. Why? Seal it now! Now! Uh-oh. Now, if you want to grab your DVD extras, they show how this stunt was performed. Interview with Bam Bam. How do you turn around and run? Whee! What? Now, dare I go back all the way to the pilot and uh, talk saying that no transparent material can hold up in space? <laughs> it's going critical. Emergency shutdown! Yeah, this doesn't look good. Unfortunately, the... The hell? Yeah, that is rather spectacular. Whoa. There's no putting a band-aid on that. Yeah, let's look past the lamp. Thank you very much. He's got two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, we've seen this style of storytelling in so many shows, even beyond the sci-fi genre. Well, you need to have that one episode where the ship blows up. Yeah, I can remember way back to Blake 7 when the Liberator blew up. It, it traumatised me. Back then, of course, you didn't have the internet or anything. I went a whole half year thinking everybody I knew were dead on the show. 
Do we know how long it would be before the room can hold atmospheric pressure? Well, we've crunched some numbers, and we think... Well, what about the weapon system? There's still half a dozen gun batteries that are offline. Well, you told us to postpone the work until we had a greater understanding of the grid that powers the With system. With that many positions down, entire sections of the ship are vulnerable to attack. We need guns, not food. That doesn't look great, does he? No. But if this is a dream or a premonition, he's trying to put that information to use. Mm. Irrelevant. Fix it. We don't even know what's wrong with it. Weapons are a priority. A new home for hydroponics can wait. Dismissed. What do you mean a new home? What happened to the old home? It may have been too small. Yeah, I'm guessing the stuff are on rapidly now. Yeah. Are they eating it? Well, that and gruel. <laughs> they're still serving gruel, so I don't know what <laughs> they're growing. Maybe. Let's let's face it. We know, having seen this show before, there's a huge glass dome in, on the ship that's built yeah. for growing stuff. Actually fixing it. Because they did have that repair robot, didn't they? Mm. So perhaps that's what that's doing at the moment. Until they actually get in there and find out it's just a swimming pool. Yeah. Last yeah. time. Bowling alley or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a bowl. The captain's quarters. Yeah, that's it. He's stuck in cruise quarters. The young is rather annoyed about it. Emil asking Everett some hard questions, which he's ducking. That's it. Walk away. Some food. Oh, whatever I passed is for food. Not hungry. Okay then. How about some company? Ah, Chloe still looked away. I've been working on some fairly interesting equations. Well, could this be a first for Chloe? She's wanted for a mind, not a body. You've got to be kidding me. Actually, he isn't at all. He's serious. I'm not the one keeping you in here. I tried to help you. What with the chair? Was that even real, or was it just for show? Of course it was real. From a certain point of view. You know, it's pointless trying to deny the advantages of your situation. I mean, just ask Lieutenant Scott. If the chair had worked, well, he'd be dead right now. Do you even know what's really happening to me? She looks a bit rough as well, but then again, she might, they might not even be letting her out to go and get showered. Oh. No, of course. If it was up to me, you'd have free run. Yeah, but I'm sure you would if you were in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Scott thinks in priorities. At the moment, he ain't getting any. Or has he uh, rekindled his relationship with James? No offence to James, but she hasn't got much... I thought it was Park. No, he had, he had a relationship with James on Icarus Base, didn't he? Yeah, Park's with everyone else. I'm discovering the true nature of Destiny's mission. Maybe you want to try discovering a razor. Wouldn't it just be Destiny's mission? They don't know what it is. They'll just be discovering the mission. What's the true... Yeah. It's not just flying around without a crew for the hell on it. Yeah. Huh. I miss that. Well, your math is always perfect. But sometimes you lose sight of the context. She likes him. Like I said, I've been studying your work. She admires him. You didn't have anything better to do. I like numbers and equations. I always have. Ever since I was little. She's ridiculously gorgeous. <laughs> they don't lie. Math boy and math girl. Oh, like cal- calculating Greer. <laughs> like, I've heard this before. Animal doctor. Um, so uh, my mom bought me a hamster, you know, to teach responsibility. I left the cage door open and my dad stepped on him. <laughs> that was the end of that career. Well, I'm sure you would have made a very good doctor. Hello. Oh. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. Yeah. If it wasn't for 
The, uh, hamster? It's like a small rodent. Well, if it wasn't for him, none of us would be here. Never thought of that. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of Greer, you know, he does come across as this hard-headed grunt. Other times, he's cheerful, he's laughing. But we see him in this situation, he, he's feeling good for Eli. He's happy for him. David actually did a toast to the uh, hamster, but they cut it from, from the final <laughs> episode. I think he even called it Mr. Sparkles. Bruce sort of sitting there going, ah, oh, bless. Uh, young love. They're like puppy dogs. Yeah, more like rabbits. This is young. We've got a bit of a situation here. They want us to hand over Chloe. What if all this time they've been slowly changing her into one of them and now they want her back? She's not one of them. <laughs> not yet. She's one of us. What should we do? Maybe we should power the weapons? That won't work. We've still got 44 minutes until the next jump. We have to do something. Well, more of us than them at the moment. Yeah, but for how long? If it follows the pattern that we've seen already. That was a warning shot. Just a warning shot. Yep. Funny you could feel it, though. Yeah. Or hear it, even. <laughs> They're bluffing. They want destiny more than anything. What's happening? We're surrounded by alien ships. They want us to hand over Chloe. I suggest we shut down all non-essential systems, devote every scrap of power to the shields. That's the plan. Can't he just get them into warp? Well, technically, you'd think so if this was real. Mm. But since we've seen that <laughs> Jung is going through some sort of groundhog experience, although we haven't got the we haven't got the uh, the line. Yeah, that, he's uh, got sense this time. We haven't had the line yet that the ship's got to be out of FDL for a certain amount of time. Which I've always liked, because it shows you that Destiny is advanced in some areas, but lacking in others. So it might not be able to jump straight back in. Oh, dear. <laughs> They're brought oh. friends. Oh, boy. See, it does look like they're, you know, they're actually englobing Destiny now. I'm now reading 15 ships total. They're all firing. Oh, we agree that they didn't want to destroy us. Not intentionally. They'd have to collapse the shields in order to board the ship. They will accidentally destroy you, which of course yeah. is perfectly fine. But they can stop firing now. <laughs> See the sparks again. Even, even Louis had to duck away from some sparks. Yeah. Should I be wearing glasses or something? Ooh, nicely done. Don't worry about this, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Let's Did reuse that. Yeah, so that was the question. How much should they reuse? They tried hmm. to film as much new stuff for every cycle as they could. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you are not going to redo the CGI of Destiny exploding every time. No. She's wearing a remarkable amount of clothing for sleep. I mean, I've seen her wearing less when she's awake. Well, oh, you, you've got to, really, haven't you? Because you never know what the hell's going to happen on this ship. Well, who's going to bang on your door in the morning? Or in the middle of the night. Yes. Yes, I'm drunk, tired, and I need therapy. He's angry. You've been drinking. You've got me. Make the most of me. No, what I'm saying is that maybe now's not the best time. Yeah. All right. Well, I, uh... <sighs> I've been having this recurring uh, dream, only it's, uh... It's more than a dream. It's, uh... It's, it's real. It's about as, uh... About as real as it gets. Okay. What's that about? The, uh, aliens from the other galaxy, they, uh... Catch up to us, they surround the ship, and then they ask me to hand over Chloe. Should I lie down on the... Oh, you haven't got the couch. Let me lie down on the bed. <laughs> yeah, she's faking interest with the best of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rest young, you need it. With the light on. Wait a minute. 
Is that why you ordered Park and her team to resume work on the weapons grid? Because of this dream? Power issues, remember? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is like no dream I've ever had before. I mean, I, I can... That's what you need, a good 30 seconds kip every night. It does wonders for the soul. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, it's a no-win scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Hands up who immediately thought of Star Trek. <laughs> There's got to be some way of winning. Okay, that's a bad omen, really. Yeah, we've, we've seen these uh, real-life dreams before. You made a command decision based on a dream. Yeah. Mind you, it worked for Joseph, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, go disturb Bowie's sleep, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> Palming him off to someone else. I'm sure Destiny has a huge storage bay full of uh, notebooks. Yeah. Please, take a seat, but watch the lamp. Also, it's, uh, it's hard for me. Oh, is it? So that's why you're visiting two women in the middle of the night, then? When the breakfast guys, we were in Tiger to pick up something. It's about the size of a Kindle if you chopped it in half and made it twice as thick. So, not the size of Kindle at all. Yeah, but I'm trying to give you an idea. It's a giant rubber eraser. Oh, yeah. And what's written on it is CTRL plus Z. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might find that amusing. Make your piece now so it's easy to free at the airlock when the time comes. Yes. I'm afraid of me. How about you show him your leg? It'll make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it'll, probably, it'll make it easier for Jung, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're not getting your leg over me. <laughs> We won't have a choice. Now then, Chloe, there is always a choice. No, oh, I love this scene. A happy Greer. What's worse, Greer being smug? Not smug, being helpful, being cheerful. Yeah. He's not being intimidating as he normally is. So what? I mean, remember when they were down on that planet and Eli made a joke about him being afraid of the dark? <laughs> Greer gave him that look. Yeah. Girls in there. And you know this from watching us work together for, what, two days? I knew after ten minutes. The girl loves math, you like. Oh. You know, if ever you were going to have a chance with anyone, this is probably it. Yeah, he, he can be blunt people. <laughs> yeah, you are certainly not going to get any better, mate. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> Tell you what. Next time we're together, I'll arrange to get called away. Unfortunately, there isn't a door handle on the <laughs> door, so we're going to have to yeah. figure something out. Yeah. Don't make it too obvious. Obvious is good. More than anything, this shows you exactly what Greer thinks of Gin. He doesn't see her as a threat, so he is willing to believe that the Lucian Alliance members are not dangerous. At least, some of them. Hating <laughs> advice, but I agree. And that water spilling was an accident the first time they shot this scene, but they liked it so much, he had to do it every time they, they shot it. Well, he got to, because the perception is that there's well, no drink ever. <laughs> it's always an empty cup. Yeah, he's off again. Colonel Young, this is Brody in the control interface room. Please respond. He's off again. Oh, stop falling asleep. Oh. There's your problem. You're trying to get some sleep. Yeah. Hello. Uh, there we go again. We're surrounded by alien ships. They want us to hand over Chloe. Chloe is one popular young woman. I suggest shutting down all non-essential systems. Devote every scrap of power to the shields. Well, that's not going to work. More ships are coming. Well, how could you possibly know that? If we power the weapons or the shields or provoke them in any way, they will open fire and destroy all of us. It's always that same ship that fires first. Blow that one up. It's probably got the Admiral on board. Yep. I guess it's time. Okay, then. <laughs> we need solutions. 
There we go. The solution to everything. I don't think Scott's going to take this well. I'm sure it's a remarkably good repair, considering. We're not going to tell Scott until afterwards. Another half dozen ships just dropped out of hyperspace. Are they sending over a shuttle? It's on its way. And notice too the uh, the pink shirt's getting a lot lighter in colour. It's almost white now. Being washed and washed and washed. Oh, please don't cut a new hole in the ship, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> as much as much as we want them for upcoming plot points. Yeah. It's been nice knowing you, Chloe. Thank <laughs> you, mate. You regret it. Okay, that's cold. Yes. <laughs> Space is cold. They're here. Walk into the light. What did you walk into the light? I have a German accent to it, Brad. What did you do? I didn't have a choice. Son of a bitch! Oh! Son of a no! No! Ooh! That's two solid punches there. Yeah, and he didn't duck him. A lot more. Didn't work either. David in the commentary said, "Watch Young's face. It reminds him of the Joker." Yeah. You know, being beaten to a pulp, but that big grin on his face. Power's down all over the ship, including shields. We can't restore them. Chloe must have discovered how it passed along the information. Get down to the armory. Break out every weapon we got. Organize defense teams. We are about to be boarded. Yes, sir. <laughs> At this point, Young Young knows something's wrong, so he's just, he doesn't care. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Nice blood on the teeth, though. Hmm. Oh, you didn't blow up. Yes. Making progress. Nice choice as well. Obviously, a money-saving issue. You're not seeing the actual incursion. Oh, hello. Put <laughs> on the drawer, is he? Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, taking no prisoners. Oh, we've gone right to the source. Yeah. I'd have a guard on that still, to be honest. Colonel? Hey. Hey, what are you doing here? Picking up a batch Brody made for me. Extra strong, I use it for disinfectant. It should be locked away. <laughs> In infirmary. You don't look so good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess it's that, uh, it's that obvious, huh? Yep. Yes, it is. Everett, what if I told you that the baby, our baby, is still alive? He's not really in the right frame of mind for this. Yeah. No. Would you do mm. You're trying to go after one reason he's hurt. I held her in my arms and she's beautiful. It's like nothing you can imagine. We were on the planet where we left Cain and the others, and the aliens there, they said that they would take care of her. Cain promised me. And they sent me back here. He never left the ship. No coincidence that the still is in this room. It's an odd design. Guessing they'd done what they could. He just went mad, didn't he, really? Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not crazy. And it wasn't a dream. Why is it so hard to believe after everything that we've seen since we've been here? Hey, listen to me! Just because you want something to be true, it doesn't mean it is, DJ. Unfortunately, he's right. That's probably why she didn't tell that many people. That hasn't changed. <laughs> I told Riley, but, well, he took it to the grave. Yeah. And Paul, whoever heard, didn't say anything. I know, because I almost went there. I'm afraid that you won't come back. You're entitled to swear, TJ. You know you want to. Or at least you're back. Interesting to note that TJ recognises the fact that she was close to the edge herself. And she did pull back. Yeah, he's looking into the abyss. 
Mm. Is the abyss looking back? The computer's using a ton of memory running a program I've never even seen before. <laughs> yes, whoever who designed these graphics needs shooting. Mm. Yes, it's like when you look at your your window system and thinking, what the hell's using 40% of my CPU load? Yeah. My documentary. Yeah, I mean movies, baby. Uh, I've been trying to keep a record of everything that's been happening to us using the Kino. Here. So who's got the Polaroid on chip? <laughs> I wonder if you can print out Kino screens. So stills from his Kino, so basically you can print out pictures from the Kino. An unseen Kino docking system. These are the pictures we took of James when she was having a shower. This is the pictures of <laughs> TJ when she was having a shower. Yeah, look, the David said he couldn't stop laughing when you were filming that. Anyway, you get the idea. Sergeant Greer, come in. Go ahead. There's a problem in the mess. We need your assistance. On my way. Leaving? Could take a while. Oh, hello. Roped Lieutenant James in as well. <laughs> or something happened before he was able to put his plan in place. This is the plan, to leave it. Could take a while. I think we've seen... <laughs> Don't look so smug. I know, she's like, what did I do? Why is he run away? <laughs> Let's snoop. Let's look at his private collection of videos. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I'm not so sure about this. You'll thank me later. But what, what am I supposed to say? The girl's from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> she's human, more or less, though. I guess I'm supposed to tell you to be yourself, but in your case... <laughs> you never questioned the fact that Star Trek and Star Wars interspecies doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. At what point did they say, "Okay, this this is good. We'll just do it." <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, we said how manipulative it is again. You know, she killed her superior. Is she working Eli? But I think she's been surrounded by you know alpha males for so long. Eli is a breath of fresh air for her. Yeah, someone who's intellect, and this is this probably even appeals to her even more. She's not used to somebody being open with her emotions. <laughs> And we're saying that with Kiva, that maybe there still is suspicion about her, which is why Greer's following them around, I suppose. Well, supposedly all the uh, Illusion Alliance members have got gods, even though they've got yeah. pretty much free reign of the ship. Oh, don't worry, you didn't get into the special folder. Yeah, <laughs> wait until you get to the 10-minute mark. I just need to know that she's still there. You know, because if she's not... Sorry, I, I didn't know that it was going to be anything that personal. No, no, that's, that's not your fault. Real smooth, though, huh? Grown man crying about his mom. Well, don't explain it. <laughs> yeah, it won't work the next time. I might as well just get Greer to come back. What do you mean? Oops, what do you mean, oops? Never mind. Oh, no, don't lose it now, Eli. Don't lose the resolve. Oh, hello. That's a bit fast. Hmm. Not if you're on the receiving end. Uh, David said he was terrified of this. First on screen kiss? Well, he, he kissed Chloe, but that was in a you know that kind of dream sequence where he was oh, in yeah, another yeah. body. So he, that doesn't count. So he considers this his first on screen kiss. But of course, he knew a boyfriend. <laughs> Colonel? He's hiding under the couch. Not going to answer the door. Colonel, you in there? Oh, dear me. Yeah, what, what do you need? Commanding officer, that doesn't look like he's been on a bender for the last three or four days. Ship is dropped out, but there's no gates in range. Brody says we're just drifting. Again, the commentary 
Patrick and David having a hilarious time. You don't get much information about the episode, but the pair of them together. <laughs> yeah. Sir? <laughs> I think he's just sod it. I don't care anymore. Problems? Well, hey, Franklin's back. Well, the ship doesn't drop out of FTL for no reason. Unless you tell it to. Yeah, well, this time it wasn't me, and I can't find anything wrong with navigation or propulsion. Maybe you need to look somewhere else. Isn't he I keep on giving you clues. <laughs> they made the point to mention that he sounds a bit like a Bond villain or something. Mm. Very precise pronunciation. But then again, this, like they said, this isn't Franklin. This is the computer's, or I think we can say it's a computer's version of him. All right, what's new? So far, we got nothing. What about you? You like? Well, I've, I've been working with that Lucian Alliance girl again. Actually, it's it's gotten a little bit beyond just working together. I, I don't want to jinx it, but she's... Eli. <laughs> working? <laughs> yes, <laughs> working. <laughs> Look, I have photos. Yeah. <laughs> and again, David said he was uncomfortable with the scene. He didn't want to come across as kind of being a bit of a, a perv, you know, we're bragging about mm. being with a director, producer. So don't worry, play it out like you would. The fans will eat it up. I just figured that out now. It's a battle scenario. The Destiny drops out of FTL, and then it's immediately surrounded by alien ships. It's it's run through several different variations, different scenarios, but it always ends badly. Oh, my God. That rings a bell. Are you talking about the aliens from the other galaxy, the ones that took Chloe and Rush? Yeah, same guys. <laughs> <laughs> How about you find out how it's supposed to end goodly and tell the colonel yeah. so you can do yeah. it properly? Is there a hint sheet? Exactly. Extremely complex, model done to the last detail, and always with an unfortunate result. There is no win. Well, it's interesting, but what's it got to do with the ship dropping out? Come on, Rush. It ain't that difficult to figure out. <laughs> I mean, we, we give Universe a lot of flack at times, but this idea of having these kind of AI avatars was brilliant. Hmm. Something about this program's overriding normal operations. Which leaves only one question. Yeah, I haven't got a clue how it's doing it. No. Okay, so you're telling me the ship is affecting the colonel's dreams? It's the only explanation. It's not impossible. Anyone get that tingling feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Microwaves. They could be manipulated if you knew how. Maybe it's Destiny's way of warning us. What if it knows the aliens are coming? No. There's no way they could have followed us. Now, now, there are plenty of ways. Magnets. As Jack O'Neill always says, magnets. Or breadcrumbs, pieces of string. You've left the lights on. You left a forwarding address. So many ways for him to track the destiny. Is it possible you could have done the same thing? Well, yes, it's possible. Banging on a pipe with a bit of steel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I keep throwing things out the airlock every light year. Now, that, that's the point <laughs> at which Mike inserts not three times. This is got being in command. He actually does it pretty well. Shut down all non-essential systems and put everything you can into the shields. Understood. Still got plenty of bullets. Going to patrol in teams of three. Lieutenant James here as your assignment. Now, if they do come, it is a pretty safe bet they are going to try and board the ship. Makes us the last line of defense. Any questions? All right. Dismissed. Okay, let's go. Camille, I need you to organize the civilians and want everyone in designated areas till further notice. Mm-hmm. Yes, have them stand in front of the soldiers. 
barricade yourselves in the gate room so oh he's lost we can get out <laughs> no throw yourself at the holes to block them all <laughs> where is he i can handle this well that's the point you can evidently he can't you have to assume command officially i can't do that well what if this is a test these dreams the colonel's been having a test of his emotional stability a test he's failing yeah the test isn't over yet test he can't win what is the colonel doing right now well, to be honest, not a lot. I think he's got that lamp on his table and he's staring at it while drinking moonshine. Destiny's beginning to understand us. There's some logic to it. Where do you take, Rush? Are you telling me this ship wants me to replace him? No, no. It's not as if it has uh, desires or emotions. It has no personality. No, we can do that through Franklin's performance. <laughs> yeah, apart from the avatars of Franklin and your wife. No. Yeah, they don't want the responsibility of yeah. making life and death decisions. Besides, if they're not in charge, they can keep on going against the man. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was about aliens. I thought this was a warning to prepare us for an attack. Either way, a, a warning, a test. We need a strong leader right now. I don't like it any more than you do. Oh, I bet you do. I nominate Greer. Yeah, although the ship will probably get blown up on its own then. Faster. Grizz in charge. All the civilians, all the Lucian Alliance, all locked in the hold. They'll turn into a party ship or something. <laughs> Guests arrived, but they didn't bring a bottle. What do you do? His first order of business. Two more stills need to be built. <laughs> I brought you some tea. It's really strong stuff. Closest thing to coffee we had. Well, thanks, Lieutenant. I'll pass on the tea. Sir, we have a situation here. You need to clean yourself up. Get back out there. Liquid lunch. Yeah. No one's come to tell him this before. Are you giving me an order, Lieutenant? Sir, these dreams you're having. The battle scenario is the ship. It's affecting your brain waves. It's a simulation. It's a simulation. What does that even mean? This is what they refer to as Scene 81. Great piece of writing. And they complimented Joseph on the best script he's written. And then he pointed, Joseph pointed out that Paul Mully actually wrote this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. You've given up. It's the reason why we have dropped out, why we are stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. Now, if you pull yourself together, you start acting like a real commander, maybe we can get going again. Or maybe that's just Destiny's way of telling me that I need to be replaced. That's what Rush said. <laughs> that's what Rush said. I'm not going to do that. So it's got doing this because he doesn't want the responsibility, mm. or he doesn't think he can handle the responsibility. Or he's that loyal to Young. If he can handle responsibility, he'd be beyond lieutenant by now. Well, you think about it, you know, back on Icarus, he was just a lieutenant, an officer, nothing special. Yeah. Him and James are the same rank, yet he kind of put priority when they came to Destiny. <laughs> this is not, it's not nice. I'm sorry that you didn't have a father growing up, but I didn't volunteer for that either. Here you go. Now we're talking. Oh, hit me! Hit me! No one asked for this. This is a lot of things coming out in the wash. <laughs> Doesn't help when he has to look up to him. <laughs> Tough Didn't you get a box or something? I killed Riley. Yeah, it's, it's probably easy to forget that that is probably the final straw. Yeah. And he, I don't think he's told anyone about that yet. Either, he has now. Assuming this isn't part of the simulation. But I killed him. I suffocated him with my own hands. How many of your friends died on Icarus? <laughs> yeah. There's already a burden there. Yeah. On top of everything else, it's just... You survived, I didn't. You know, it adds, uh, it adds up. 
like I say, though, compassionate commander means he's going to feel he- every death, no matter how justified. Well, and his compassion let the uh, Lucian Alliance on board to start with. Yes. Because he didn't want to kill Telford. I mean, Telford or Rush. To be honest, Telford's military, a reasonable sacrifice. And Rush, <laughs> yep. he didn't like Rush anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or TJ or Camille. Rush could do it. No, for Rush, it wouldn't be a burden. And that is why we need you. Because you feel it. Not so much you can't get up and do it all over again the next day. Really? You sure? sure you sure about that, Lieutenant? A real leader. Good commander. It's not so callous that he stops caring. Just enough so he can keep on going. Wise words by Scott. you got to feel for the men and women that you command, while at the same time being able to put that compassion to one side to do your job. And at the moment, the people need him to be strong the whole point for the sake of everyone on this ship you are going to have to live with it that's what's heck if he kills people he doesn't like well considering how many people did die that's the boy hot a remarkably long time oh here we go this is the rocky moment this is the montage scene. Yes. I put the watch on. <laughs> they said when he came on set, you could tell he was different. He was cleaner. He carried himself, you know, doesn't look so clear on the camera itself. He still hasn't slept in five days, though. No, there's no getting around that fact, is there really? Yeah. Unless we've jumped forward a couple of hours and he's just out of sleep, but then he'd be back in the scenario. And... Yeah. And we divert as much power as we can to the shields. Sir, we have all available military personnel patrolling the gaps between the active weapons batteries, but it's a lot of real estate. We could go to two men teams, cover a little more ground, but... Love it. Colonel's in command mode. If there is a breach, I would rather be on it fast with a little less firepower than the other way around. Also, let's break out whatever spare ordnance we have from the Lucian Alliance and arm as many civilians as possible. Would you really want to be in front of a civilian who's never handled a gun before? Yeah. Yeah, well, perhaps if it's a civilian who's never handled a gun before, the best place to be is in front of them, or at least where they're aiming at something. Oh, okay. What a wonderful coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is the point that Rush can take them out again. And you could just yeah. pop Young off as commander and take over. I'm annoyed this episode finished how it did. Because I love the idea that the ship was satisfied with the decisions Young were making. Yep. Hey, I'm happy as the next guy that we're back on track. I'm just saying that I'm not so comfortable knowing that Destiny could get in our heads like that. I don't want to start second-guessing my own dreams. Well, what have you been dreaming about? Again, <laughs> <laughs> wondering if he's right here all the way down. We got the right man in command. And that's interesting because, I mean, even Volker's surprised. Brody has been in Russia's camp from the word go. And now even he's acknowledging that Young is the man to command the ship. Mm-hmm. Someone has a better explanation, I'd like to hear it. It's funny too, like, at least they've acknowledged Gin exists. Otherwise, she could be a head six for Eli <laughs> this whole time. Congratulations. Don't feel much like talking right now. You managed to bypass the simulation and get the ship going. Yeah. Ooh. Lieutenant Scott wasn't going to step up. So he wouldn't have known at the time that Young was getting suited up and coming back, so he's just not... It was a pure coincidence. The timing just worked out perfect. He really should be wearing a crown in that chair, shouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> It'd only turn up on that screen there if it was sent via Destiny's systems. Control this ship. And the aliens. They were never a threat. If Chloe had managed to send the signal, 
telling them our position. We'd have logged on that screen right there. They've still got a communication zone, I believe. So. But just because one threat is behind you doesn't mean there isn't another ahead. It must be a given. If you've already met one alien species, that means there are more out there. And eventually you are going to meet them. Hmm. You're ignoring the Drake equation now. And well, we've, yeah, we've seen that one alien species, so we know there has to be something else. Uh, Space is vast, but it's not the, always empty. The percentage of alien species is a factor of the plot. Yes. <laughs> Quite. Right then, that was trial and error. And a quick look at Twitter. We've had 50 notifications in the 45 minutes we've been <laughs> watching that episode. Yeah, busy, busy. Lots of pictures of Boom Stargate on our Twitter feed at the moment. Okay, pretty good episode. Loved Eli and Gin. Louis Ferreira did a great job as Young. Um, like I said, I was disappointed they chose to not let the idea of Destiny being self-aware play out more. But it all always ramps up the the ultimate consequence when everybody finds out what Rush has been up to. And they will. Yeah, it's more evidence that yes, maybe Franklin is actually Destiny, not a part of um, Rush's subconscious or whatever. Yeah, but as you said, it's just... Um... Yeah, disappointing to see that Rush was the one that put him back in and not the Destiny itself. Well, the universe was never one to just leave a situation past. No, whenever you close up a storyline, you, you limit yourself. You want to keep it open as long as possible. Mix things up if you can. I dare say many people prefer the idea that Rush was manipulating the system rather than the ship's AI. Just That's just the way I like my sci-fi to go. Mm. At least he didn't bring on the uh, battle scenario. There's a scene where he's talking to Franklin about young out of the way. It could have been a lot worse. Well, he backed himself into into a corner, didn't he? Rush doesn't want to be command because if nothing else, it takes all his time away from mucking about with the ship. Yeah. And Scott wasn't going to stand up and be counted. He was banking on Scott taking over. Probably somebody he expected he could manipulate a lot easier than Young. Yeah. So we really had no choice but to get the ship moving. Unfortunately for him, uh, Young has got a a lease of life, thanks to this battle scenario. And there's some heart-to-heart talks with TJ in particular. So we'll see how it works out in uh, the next episode, which is going to be The Greater Good, which we'll be recording shortly. Mm -hmm. Right, like I said, the big stunt sequence in this episode was where Scott got blown out the window. They actually had to uh, set this stunt up in another studio, Studio 4, where they were filming Simply Too Small. Instead of putting him on a ratchet and dragging him across a room, they put him on a winch and lifted him 40 foot into the air. <laughs> Brent Connolly was the stuntman who tested everything out. And when they were happy, they uh, got Brian, lashed him up, and off he went. He liked it so much, he kept doing it again and again and again. What do you guess if you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter? I don't know. Pumpkin pie. Okay. <laughs> that bombshell. <laughs> right then, episode trivia. This episode was directed by Andy Makita, who directed 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of Atlantis, and 12 of Universe. He also directed a couple of episodes of Sanctuary, four episodes of Primeval New World, two episodes of Lost Girl, Killjoys, Olympus, Cedar Cove, Motive, four episodes of Travellers, which will be one of the bonus shows this Christmas, and three episodes of Dark Matter, which will be another one of our bonus shows this Christmas. The writers, Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully, between them they wrote 39 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. Also wrote Transport of the Series, Delete, Dark Matter, which are creators of, Student Bodies and The Lost World. 
Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Mac posted over on our Google Plus page a comment on Cloverdale. Here it is. Hi guys, awesome show as always. Shame you had to cover this one. Okay, remember a while ago I left feedback saying there was a worse episode? Well, this is it. I hate this episode because it's pointless, a waste of time, a waste of money, no point to it, had nearly nothing to do with anything. A pure and utter waste. Destinies hundreds of thousands of light years from Earth, could they not think of anything better? All I wanted to do during this episode was reach into the TV and punch Scott in the face. The typical American soldier routine is not only 20 years out of date, but wholly f***ing annoying. This is the worst ever episode of Stargate to me, in all the franchises, including the animated series. A gap filler. Why do you need a gap filler when there is so much you can tell? I'll stop now, but I could go on and on and on and on. Cheers, Mac. Thanks for the very empathic feedback. A view shared by Brad giving his feedback last week. Right then, the Stargate Atlanta favourite episode poll has been posted a few weeks now. You can pick up to 10 episodes from the five seasons and the votes will be compiled and then the results given in our Atlantis wrap-up show. That will be released over the holiday season, this December, early January. And of course, we'll do a, a nice little prize draw for anybody who leaves us some contact information. So you've got the option, you can still add to not be in the drawer if that's what you want. The link to the poll will be in the show notes, and of course we've posted the info on our social media portals. If you do fancy getting in touch with us for any reason, but especially feedback on the episodes we cover, then you can use our contact form, which is on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on the Gatecast website. The standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far, can also be found on the website under Mission Reports. You can take that link and copy and manually add it to a podcatcher, and that will give you access to everything we've released so far, not just the previous 25 episodes as listed on iTunes. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Brad, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Would you like to give your contact information and your Transformers podcast information? If you head over to uh, transformersca.com, that's where all the info is. Transformers Collectors Club Australia, little club I'm running down here, and uh, you can contact me through there if you need to. Excellent. We haven't got a lot of this to go, and I thought that uh, once this was done, that was going to be my Stargate set aside for a while. But um, you went and recommended another podcast it's currently doing a stargate rewatch and now i'm sucked back into it just rewatch season one and two and into season three watching along with them so <laughs> yeah i'm back into stargate again good as i said next week we are going to be watching the greater good i hope you join us for that what is it i'm kind of sure new friends yay on the next all new stargate universe well, who's gonna go i'll go we are on board the ship Moving away from destiny. Turn us around, Brad. I can't. I should have killed you. Stargate Universe, an original series. All new this Tuesday at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode. I hope you join us next week. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Brad. And I've been Alan. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Yeah, let's just leave that in. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea why I said that. <laughs> it took me a moment before I thought I'll go. <laughs> I'm glad you ran with it. <laughs> You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.